Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. What's up, Thickies? Few housekeeping notes for you. Keep Austin thick. The Thick Crew is coming in this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All tickets almost sold out. Some are sold out. So we added a late show Thursday. So that means two shows Thursday, two shows Friday, two shows Saturday at the Vulcan Gas Company Theater. Me and the squad, my fellow Thickies and special guests will be in Austin, Texas, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Get tickets at F. ATKZ.com. Keep Austin thick. You know we're going to get into it, but before we do, you might as well start placing your bets for this weekend. This Saturday, one of the biggest UFC pay-per-views of 2021 is here. It's sold out in seconds. Mazeldal versus Usman. Put a little chatter on it, man. Make the fights way better. Do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. The UFC is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26-1 to odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 odds. Or find the Brendan Shaw parlay, dog. If you bet on Kamaru Usman, Wele, and the last one was Uriah Hall, all three win, they're going to boost your odds. All you got to do is find the Brendan Shaw tab, click on it. This is a special offer just for the Below the Belt listeners and UFC 261 All three have to win. So go to DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want, man. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BTB when you sign up to turn $5 into $130. If the title contender of your choice wins, or you can also go there to bet on my parlay of those three fighters to boost your odds so you make bank, bro. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code BTB to turn $5 into $130 if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call Wayne Hunter Gambler. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code BTB. Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with TYK. This is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand-up, there's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below. Yes, what is up? Scared Chen yelling. What is happening? It is a little later start. It is 10.30 a.m. on this glorious Los Angeles Monday. Monday coming hot. Um, Feels like summer. Nothing excites me more than summer. That's why I'm in such a good mood. I fucking love summer. It is a thick boy summer. No matter what Chet Hanks says to you guys, talking about white boy summer. That's fine. There can be some thick white boys, but we welcome everybody, everybody. And I was in Naples, and there's a picture of me and the crew. Uh, Naples, median age is 65. 
Everybody old, everybody, oh, you rich, rich, Naples. You rich, rich. I didn't know it was like that. You know, they just booked these cities. I'm like, yeah, I'll go, you know, working on this new uh, special. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Just trying to get stage time. And, um, I, you know, I just figured it was like Florida, like everywhere in Florida, you know, and it's Florida. Um, Naples is dope. Favorite place I've ever been to in Florida. Would definitely go back. Um, it's super chill, super rich. When I say rich, rich, I'm talking different level, rich, rich. We were at the beach there and I look at homes. I'm obsessed with real estate, right? I put all my money in real estate. And so everywhere we go, I like to look at the, the homes. I didn't know this there. It is just a different level where we were at. The cheapest home was $25 million. What? I don't know how you get financing, <laughs> but I, one was 40 or one was $49 million. I don't. I can't even comprehend. What do you, what do you do? You, you put 10% down, you put 20% down. And what do you do? I, I, what do you do? It was great though. Naples was lit as fuck. I'm sure I'll, we'll recap it on firing the kid. We got too much to get into today, man. Cause the fight world is freaking popping, man. Where do we want to start? We want to start with, uh, the Trilla. You want to just get into so. that? That's why, why people are listening. Yep. Here's my thing with this. Every fight show and every fight head, whether it's ESPN, wherever you're watching uh, your fight news at, all the talking heads like myself, uh, for the most part, are hating on this, right? And my takeaway on this stuff is if you view it like this should be a Canelo production or Canelo level fight or, you know, a, a big boxing fight on Showtime at that level of production and execution and professionalism, you're, you're going to be disappointed and you're, you're going to have hate on uh, what Triller brings to the table. To me, they're in a completely different lane. They're a completely different lane. Like when I talk cars, I went to this uh, car place called uh, the Rev Car Collection in Naples I'm a big car guy. I've never heard of it. It's the best car collection on fucking planet Earth. They must have over a billion dollars worth of cars in there. They have the first 911R ever. They have the first Ferrari. They have the first Lamborghini ever. They have cars that we had this guy give us a tour. And I said, like, how much something like that? He goes, we don't know. Like, you can't put a price on it. Like, we, we literally, we don't know because, you know, we bought it for $30 million, but that was so many years ago. And now it's the only one in the world. And we get offers all the time, like, you know, 10 figure offers for it. And we don't accept it. That's one of the first McLarens ever. That's a McLaren F1. If you were a kid growing up, I had that model. Everybody had that freaking model for that car. When you see in person, it's just, it's breathtaking. Point is, back to Triller. Point is, when I look at cars and, you know, my Rogan has a Tesla. Callan has a Tesla. These guys get Teslas. Those electric cars, I don't, I don't even view, they're, they're in a different lane. They, they, people love that for what they are, and obviously it's great for the environment, the future, and all that stuff. But I don't even compare them to the naturally aspirated cars or, you know, gas consumption cars. I just, it's just different. I look at them different. I don't, I don't have the same respect. I just don't. The technology in them is great, but I just don't have the same, I don't look at the same. Um, so, I, I do think where people are uh, kind of have the wrong perspective on Jake Paul and Trilla and the Mike Tyson fight and stuff like that is I think you're looking at it wrong. I think, you, you know, if you were a guy, if you're a hardcore, you were excited for Whitaker versus Kelvin Gaslam. I was too. 
I'm a hardcore heart UFC alumni, spent a good amount of my life dedicated to the sport of mixed martial arts. And I do every Monday uh, and Thursday now that I'm a grown ass man. Every bit of 38 gray hair is not a big deal. But the thing is, is you guys are looking at it wrong. There's a place, there's a lane for them. And if you're going to compare them you know, to a big, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua, uh, Tyson Fury fight, you're always going to be disappointed. I don't, man. I went in knowing it was going to be a shit show, knowing it was going to be different. Um, and I wasn't let down because I knew what I was signed up for. I paid $49.99 for it, watched at this amazing Mediterranean restaurant that my boy Eric owns in Naples, and we had great food and watched uh, that card and the UFC card on two separate phones and iPads. And, you know, there obviously there's a ton of hate going around about it now, but you, you, you guys are setting yourself up, you know, for disappointment. If you thought this was going to be some sort of product package, like a high level uh, professional fight, you know, just look at the, look at the commentary, dude, look at, just the commentary was a complete shit show. The, the production was bad. It just was. And I, you know, I, I've, I've heard they had a, you know, seven figure budget, which I'm sure they did to produce this thing. You know, I, I think they're riding the coattails off that the, the Mike Tyson, Roy Jones fight, which that production was fantastic. The products that we're, we're talking about the, just the production the product. We, we, you can talk about different. But as far as the production goes, I thought the ring looked dope. The, the cameras, the breakdown was good. You know, Snoop Dogg brought a lot of color to it, brought a lot of uh, entertainment value to it. And then you had, you know, some real fighters there breaking down as well. You had Izzy Adesanya there who, you know, obviously knows what the hell he's doing when it comes to fisticuffs. So you had some legit guys into it. And that, I think, the hardcores can be like, all right, I get that. At least Izzy's there. At least you got guys kind of breaking down and Snoop was a fun getaway. I think what happened is they saw all the positivity from that. And people were like, damn, that was fun. Snoop was on one. Snoop's great. Snoop's this. And they had to try to outdo themselves where they should have just kept doing what they're doing. Like got them to the dance, got them out of attention. And they went to even higher level and they brought in Pete Davidson, who I absolutely, I love Pete. I ride for Pete Davidson. I think he's hilarious. Um, you know, I know people have issues with him. I don't any facet, any interaction I've ever had with him. He's a good dude, hardworking dude, fucking hilarious, hilarious, hilarious person. Um, so I, I think they lean too far over to the circus act. Um, and it's, it, it, there's a place for that, but you, but you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful. And I think Snoop realized that people loved his commentating, loved that, but you know, I love salt. I, there was too much salt. Snoop's like salt. When you're making a dish, you want a little salt and it's great to have in there. But when there's too much salt, it fucks the dish up. So I thought Snoop fucked the production up. It was just, it was too much. I don't need you bringing that. And that's the entire narrative of the show. You can't have a narrative of this gong show. It was basically like uh, celebrity rehab put on a fight and they aired it from the fucking rehab center. You got Oscar De La Hoya on there. Did you do all the cocaine in the world and get on there? Did you? Hey, hey, Oscar, did you do every fucking line before you went on air? And, you know, and him talking about, you know, I know I'm going to fuck somebody up. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. It was just like this celebrity rehab uh, production level. And then poor uh, Al Bernstein, who's as legit as he's. You're talking about a real boxing enthusiast. I think I'm pretty sure he's in the Boxing Hall of Fame. 
you know, there's a long history tradition there for Al Bernstein. I guarantee you, 20 minutes into that, Al thought to himself, God, what the fuck did I do? Because it was, you know, they're, they're joking about contact tie and stuff like that. And then, you know, the only other legit person who can talk in the space was Mario Lopez. I like Mario Lopez. It's AC Slater. Just because you enjoy the sport of boxing and you, you know, get your sweat on at Wildcard West doesn't make you, you know, uh, an aficionado. It doesn't make you an expert of boxing. So I'm all set on AC Slater breaking down fighting. I'm fucking set, dude. I know you enjoy it, but I'm all set, man. If that's the next chain in command, this ship is fucking sinking, Papa. One thing you will see popping these days, and it's a good thing it's coming to light. We're talking about mental health. 2021 has been a focus on mental health. So many people are struggling right now for a variety of reasons. The world is crazy, all right? And you're not feeling like your normal self. So guess what? Therapy can help with that. Maybe anxiety. Maybe you can't get out of your own way. Maybe you got a new job and you just want to talk to somebody. You're, you're used to talking to your friends. They give you good advice, but they're not professionals. No, get with a professional, man. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed. And these are normal human struggles. Start feeling better because you deserve to be happy, all right? Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, but you can. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast, Below the Belt, is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Below the Belt listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash belt. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash belt. You know we're going to get into it, but before we do, you might as well start placing your bets or wait to hear my breakdown. Whatever you want to do, you can make money for this weekend. This Saturday, one of the biggest UFC pay-per-views of 2021 is here. It's sold out in seconds. Mazeldal versus Usman. They're going to put on a show for you guys, and you got to watch it, but also put a little chatter on it, man. Make the fights way better. Do it with DraftKings Sportsbook. The UFC is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 26 to 1 odds on either title contender to reign victorious. Pick either main event fighter to win during this weekend's UFC 261 title fight, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 26 to 1 odds. 26 to 1, man. Or find the Brendan Shaw parlay, dog. Find the Brendan Shaw parlay if you bet on Kamaru Usman, Wele, and the last one was Uriah Hall. All three win. They're going to boost your odds. All you got to do is find the Brendan Shaw tab. Click on it. This is a special offer just for the Below the Belt listeners and UFC 261. All three have to win. Again, Kamaru Usman, Wele Zhang, and Uriah Hall. If all three win, you're making bank. You're welcome, man. All right? So go to DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want, man. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code BTB when you sign up to turn $5 into $130. If the title contender of your choice wins 
or you can also go there to bet on my parlay of those three fighters to boost your odds so you make bank, bro. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code BTB to turn $5 into $130 if the fighter of your choosing takes home the crown. For limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, West Virginia, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call Wayne Hunter Gambler. Again, DraftKings Sportsbook promo code BTB. Thriller. You gotta tighten up, man. You gotta tighten up. The production, sometimes the camera would be on the fucking, the ropes. So you, you just gotta, you guys got too comfortable. You knocked out of the park the first one. The second one was this bit of a shit show. And you just got to tighten it up. It, it can't be uh, a, a fight card based out of a celebrity rehab center. You can't. Uh, there, there was just so much going on. And to me, the focus wasn't on the fighters anymore. It was on the celebrities. And, uh, you know, a lot of them are has-beens. So it's a, it's a lot of these this old, you know, um, I, I, it's this old Hollywood vibe and these people are writing off their, their achievements from years ago and they're talking about that and they're getting high and you, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to boxing and they're talking over each other and they're putting these fucking comedian bits in there and they're, they're, it was just poorly executed, poorly done and you know Ben said it best, said, everybody loves a circus and a fight so this you're getting the best of both worlds here. The problem is if they want any longevity, you're going to have to do less circus, more fighting because it's already a bit of a shit show when you got a YouTuber versus a retired MMA guy. It's already a tough sell, but there's definitely a lane for it. And with that being said, you, you hardcores and you guys that come from the fight world that are hating on this to me, what I, I really, I generally think it comes from this, this huge negativity from the MMA community and the box community is you guys feel threatened. You guys feel threatened and you're upset that Jake's getting so much attention and he's getting, and he's getting these, these high paydays, but that's the market value. So if you're a boxer and you know, people go, God, can you imagine how Canelo feels? Dude, Canelo don't give a fuck. You realize Canelo makes every, more money off one fight than every single one of those guys combined. He's set, dude. He's all good. Canelo doesn't give a fuck. You know, so it's probably like the middle tier guys who, 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 who give a fuck. But again, what's your market value? Do you, do, do, are people paying to watch you perform? The answer is no, dude. So you have this resentment against Jake Paul. And also, you got to keep that same energy you had coming into the fight. Because before it was like, you know, how's he going to do against a real, real fighter? You know, and Ben is as legit when it comes to fighting as it gets. You're talking about a, a one championship world fucking champion, a Bellator world champion, fought the best of the best in the UFC. So he fought in the three biggest promotions and was successful in all of them, dude. He was also an Olympian, a fucking Olympian in a combat sport aspect. So you're talking about a guy that does have history. Granted, he was retired, had hip surgery. This is a, a, a just a payday to him. But going into the fight, you weren't keeping that same energy. You were, you know, neither was I. And I, I actually lost thirty five hundred on it. I bet thirty five hundred on Ben, because I thought under under. I always bet the dog. I thought underdog. You know, Ben did say, you know, if Jake can fight, he's fucked. So Ben let you know that his striking, especially when it comes to boxing, isn't at a high level. But through his experience avoiding getting knocked out, if you look at his track record, he's been in there with some of the biggest beasts in the world, didn't get knocked out. How's this YouTuber going to get it done? 
But if you go back and watch the food truck, I'll, t- I'll admit this. If, if, it, if we find out Jake can box, if Jake can fight, I'm probably going to get knocked out. He let you know exactly where he's at. He knows he's not a high-level striker. But you, the, the, the hardcores, the MMA community, the boxing community went, you know, Ben, Ben, you know, this. And I was also paying that narrative that Ben's been there some of the best. He can avoid a big shot. It turns out Jake can fight, man. Jake can fight. Jake can fight. Now, you, again, your resentment, your anger is going to come from if you're comparing Jake to a real boxer. Because can you name your, your favorite fighter? Let's say you love Floyd. Let's say you love Tyson Fury. Let's say you love Deontay Wilder. Let's say you love fucking uh, Floyd Mayweather. You ever seen their first three fights? I'll wait. Yeah, have you? Did you ever see their first? Did you ever see their first three fights of their in their entire career? You ever seen them? They don't look like that. Did, did you ever see their first three fights on major pay per view? Did you see that? So there is a lot of pressure on Jake. So the takeaways from Jake for me is, man, this kid has decades life to box and he is an athlete. When I saw his sparring, shout out to your at Faber because in uh, Miami, met him in the hotel. And I know your eyes going to hate that. I said this, you, I did too. People from the MMA community, we had to back, we have to back Ben have to, he's, he's one of us. He's alumni. We have, we have to protect Ben at all costs. Ben was representing the MMA community. Granted, he's not a striker. You have to represent him, which is why I pitched Rogan that Ben could get it done. I pitched even Ben when he was on could get it done. I believe he could win more than he did, I think, looking back on the fight. You know, so a lot of the MMA guys in their heart didn't think Ben was going to win. It doesn't matter. We still fucking ride for Ben because he's one of us. He's just, he's one of our kind, so we're going to ride for him. Uriah couldn't do, couldn't say what he actually felt. Again, Uriah, sorry. Uriah, when we're in person, told me Jake's gonna knock him out. It's gonna be early, dude. I went, no, you think he goes, look at his look at his sparring, man. Go back and look at his sparring. And I went, where the fuck you see his sparring? It was on his Instagram. I'm not a big Instagram social media guy. I don't see a lot of it. He showed me like, holy fuck, dude. He goes, right? Because if you're if you've been in the fight game, you have a trained eye for you, like his timing, his footwork, his power, his combinations, his head, you know, you can tell he's doing the right things to go pretty far in the, in the space that he's in. So again, these are his first three fights, man. And he's starching dudes. And not only is he starching, he's starching guy in Ben Askren, who's a hall of famer, bona fide fucking hall of famer, maybe not in the UFC, but those up Bellator and one championship, he's hall of famer. So you got to give him a little bit of slack. I, you might not like him as a person, a personality. I get that. He's made a lot of mistakes and he can rub you the wrong way, but he's trolling you. So you're paying to watch him lose. But regardless, the kid's first three fights, he's passed with flying fucking colors. And what, and what do all the haters say? Well, I'd love to see him against a real boxer. Give him time, dude. It's three fights. The kid's young. Again, your favorite fighters of all time, watch their th- first three fights. They weren't on a platform like this and didn't have all this pressure. They're fighting fucking nobodies, dude. Nobodies. This kid's knocking these dudes out on pay-per-view. There's something to be said for that. Now, I know Ben Askren's not going to win a fucking bronze medal in the Olympics of boxing, but still, dude, the guy's pretty fucking savvy, and he didn't look savvy in there, did he? Jake landed that fucking flush one, too. And you people saying it's fake. You got to be better at hating. 
You got to get more creative. Haters are really shitty these days. You guys are just throwing shit out because it's the easy thing to do. And I see these YouTubers making videos. And the only reason you're doing it is to get views. The only reason you're trolling is to get views. You're doing exactly what Jake does, and which is why you hate him. You're doing exactly what he does to get views. And then you're criticizing Jake for it. You're the same, dum-dums. So when you go, oh, that fight was fixed. That fight's not fucking fixed. That was a straight fucking flush shot to the grill, man. Now, was it stopped early? Yeah, that ref's probably 107 years old, you know, uh, Georgia Athletic Com Commission. The, probably shouldn't have been in there. That one, that was just, it would have went worse for Ben. You know, if he landed that early on, that was a flush fucking shot, man. Flush shot to put him on his ass. Now, Ben gets right back up. Should have got an eight count. I think he was worried because his legs were all, his legs were wobbly, but also, you know, hip surgery, Ben might walk like that as it is, but... I don't have an issue with it. That's just Ben, you know, listen, Ben didn't view this as and didn't train for this like he did going into the Olympics or going into fighting Hori Masvidal. For him, it was an easy payday, notoriety. Whatever happens, happens. It's not a big deal. For Jake, it was a huge deal. Because if you're Triller, here's my question for you guys. If you're Triller, do you really think that you have longevity with these old, old boxers with their nuts hanging out down the front fighting each other? I'll help you. No. There's a, there's a small base for it, but an entire business? No. Your fucking cash cow, your Conor McGregor is Jake Paul. You need Jake to win to continue getting attention to your business. If Jake would have lost that fight, that entire business plan goes out the fucking window, dude. That entire thriller fight camp is fucked, man. And a lot of people go, I get, I hear this too. You know, with their production, you know, you know, they're putting out so much money. How are they doing with Justin Bieber and Snoop Dogg and Snoop's new crew, whatever the fuck it is, and, you know, that Doja Cat, who I love. They have all these big, big celebrities there. They're in on it, man. Everybody's in on it. All these celebrities have a piece of the pie. All of them are owners in Triller. All of them have a piece of the pie. They're not shelving out $9 million to Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber flew out there because it's an investment. Justin Bieber flew out there. Its investment was back on a private jet and flew back home, slept in his bed. That's easy fucking work, son. And I enjoy, I enjoyed those big uh, performances. Again, because I'm not looking at it like it's Kelvin Gaston with Robert Whitaker. I know it's a shit show. I know it's celebrity rehab. I enjoy that shit. I'm cool with it, man. So the question is, what's Jake do now? The pressure is, oh, we'd love to see him fight a real boxer. Again, he only has three fights. He should probably fight a Dylan Dennis next. And then, you know, uh, his brother Logan Paul would be a huge payday. Um, you know, if uh, Logan and Floyd does come to fruition, which sounds like it is, and I might have some involvement in that, if that does come to fruition, you know, obviously Floyd's going to beat Logan. Um, you know, and then Jake versus Floyd, probably the, the, the next thing. And that'd be his first fight against a quote-unquote real fighter, a real boxer, not fighter, Ben's a real fighter, but a real boxer, and he'll lose that one, and then you guys will get validated saying he's not a real boxer, and then he can go back fighting guys at his level. But he, he can fight for a long time, man, if he's smart about it. There's also another fight I would love to see, Mike Perry. You guys know I'm a Mike Perry fan. I think Mike Perry would be a phenomenal fight. Mike Perry can crack, too. So if he beats Mike Perry, would you guys give him a little more credit, you think? Would that validate him somewhat for you, Chin? Because Mike Perry's a striker. That's not a grappler. It's funny. They 
Jake Paul posted a sparring footage of Mike Perry, or not not sparring footage, but him talking to Mike Perry, and Mike Perry saying that, dude, you kicked my ass in sparring. He basically said he kicked my ass. And then Mike Perry went back and posted a small clip of him sparring, but you can't really tell much from it. It's just this right here. Look at Jake's movement there, dude. It would With totally the validate. Shit? If he actually fought Mike Perry. So if he knocks totally out validate. Mike Perry, everybody's on board? I'm For sure. They have to be. A little more, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great next step. Uh, but again, if, if I'm Jake's business manager, I'm going, all right, we, we need to get, make the most money possible. We need to ride this out. You're the face of Triller. They're paying you out the ass. I would go Dylan Dennis, Mike Perry, Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather. You ride off in the sunset with five hundred million. That would be insane. I mean, the only one thing that would probably people will say is like it's you know it was a setup, oh, it was rigged. That's, that's the one good. thing they could say. Oh, you think Mike Perry's gonna take the fall? The savage Mike. You think Mike Perry is gonna take fucking hush money? That guy's gonna sing like a canary if they go, hey, he'll fight you, but you gotta take a fall. Get, do your research on Mike Perry. That ain't happening. He's a fucking dog, man. And Mike Perry's not going to be an easy fight for him. I know they spar and stuff like that. Mike Perry's a dog and can eat shots. That's a great fight. The rest of the card was, you know, you're just, you're just waiting for that fucking main event. Let's yeah. be real. Like, it, and I hate because Regis uh, Progress is a monster. You hit the guy with the body shot. The guy pretended it was a low blow, Fine. sat on the ground, got taken on a stretcher. He should be fucking embarrassed yep. of himself. Get the hell off the TV. Uh you know, and they did it with Billy Joe Saunders when Logan Paul fought. They they that's they shouldn't mix those guys in there. Regis is legit content, like legit. He looked badass, super badass. Yeah. He's a monster. So they think it's gonna that rub's gonna happen for those those co-main events when I put a real fight in there. But you gotta remember, Jake Paul's fan base are these young young early millennials, even earlier than that. They don't give a fuck about anybody else. There's a reason why it went Justin Bieber, Jake Paul. They that's what they want to see. Doja Cat, Bieber, Jake Paul. That's it. Everybody else, they don't give a flying fuck, dude. So Trilla just needs to know that. But again, you you got to keep that same energy. You know, of remember the guy has three fights. He's fighting on pay per view and he's starching dudes. And Ben Askren is a legit fighter. That's not easy to do. So you can't say, well, that guy can't fight. Well, hold on. We all said that about Nate Robinson. That's fair. Nate Robinson can't fucking fight. Knocked him the fuck out. Ben, then he goes to Ben Askren. Knocked him the fuck out under a minute. So the kid's doing something right. It ain't easy to knock dudes out. Especially a guy Ben Askren's caliber. It's not easy, man. Remember, and he, he had training with Freddie Roach. Like He took it pretty serious. Mm-hmm. Now, he didn't get ready like he did for the Olympics to put the effort in like he did for other fights, but it's Ben Askren, man. He's, he's, he's a fucking tough customer. Now, I'm not saying Jake Paul's going to be the face of boxing again, because this isn't, you, you got to separate them. You got to do me a favor and quit the hate on it. It's a completely separate lane. It's, a, it, it's celebrity rehab boxing. And then there's real boxing and there's real MMA. They're, 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 it's nowhere near the same. I know it blends it, for you guys, it blends stuff like that, but. And also, the, these other outlets that are hating on this, how, how's your viewership? Probably up, right? So be fucking grateful, man. And again, you guys trolling on Jake Paul and making these, it was fixed or this. 
you're just trolling for views and to get clicks. You're doing exactly what you criticized Logan and Jake for. So stop being hypocrites. Look at it from a different perspective and you won't have so much hate in your heart. Now, the real fight of the week, you know, the, the actual fisticuff at a high level was uh, Gaslam versus uh, Robert Whitaker. And, you know, for this fight, um, you know, Kelvin took on sh uh, short notice and, you know, he's lost, what, four out of his last five? Mm. I, I, I don't think the stock of Kelvin Gaslam goes down. You know, I, I think he could, if he got serious about his weight, should be fine at 170. I think 85 is really tough for him, really, really tough for him. But look at the guys he lost to. Izzy, all right, which is top top three fights of all time for me. One of my favorite fights of all time. Uh, that's where the legend of Izzy, I think, started to, to have that snowball effect. Split decision to Darren Till. Darren Till's pretty fucking good. Uh, lost Jack Hermanson. He's pretty good. Beat Ian Heinish and then lost Robert Whitaker. So, you know, he, he's fighting some tough fucking customers. Um, I, I do think if he got serious about his diet, 170 is probably the, the better weight class for him. I don't think this hurts his stock taking a short notice. Um, for Robert Whitaker, you know, this is, this is a huge one. He just completely outclassed Kelvin Gaston in every facet of the game. At every facet. You know, I thought some of those rounds could be 10-8, especially that first round when he landed those head kicks, almost had him out of there. To me, that'd be 10-8, but obviously these judges uh, weren't very friendly with the 10-8s, which is fine. Um, so for, for Robert Whitaker, you know, his last loss was to Izzy, and that was a bad loss. But now he has two, two pretty w big wins under his belt. So there's definitely an argument for him to get a title shot it, it, it's tough because and it, he should get the title shot. 100% Robert Wicker's next line for the title shot. It's tough because that fight wasn't competitive, was it? No, even Ke Kevin was saying that Gaston just couldn't get anything off. This fight wasn't competitive. I'm saying Robert Whitaker versus uh, Izzy oh, was competitive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Izzy kind of, you know, yeah, stuck yeah. it to him. All the way around. So, yeah. So, I, that's the only problem. If that fight was closer, it's a bona fide title shot, uh, you know. But it just wasn't. So I don't know if it goes any different. Um, and again, I, I keep telling you guys this. I feel sorry for whoever fights Izzy next. He's going to fuck them up, man. Mm. And I, you know, I, I don't think Robert can beat Izzy. I don't. Um, you know, depending on what Izzy wants to do, if he wants to be active, you just give him Robert Whitaker and, and feed him Robert, Robert Whitaker. Or if you want a clear cut, straight up title shot, you have Robert Whitaker versus Marvin Vittori. I would love to see Whitaker Vittori. I think that's a better fight than Whitaker Izzy. And if Vittori were able to get past that, then you actually have a bona fide title contender mm -hmm. and can sell that. Robert Whitaker versus Izzy is a tough. It's, it's just a tough sell, even though Whitaker has earned the right. So I'm curious what the UFC is going to do. Good night of fights, though. Your boy uh, Mershart got it done. Uh, good to see him back. Austin Hubbard looked fantastic. Jessica Pena, who's been out for a hot second. Split decision. I'm fine with that. Nobody was robbed. Good to see her getting a win. Um, Luis Pena got the job done. Tracy Cortez, little beast. Huge fan of hers. Uh, then Arlovsky just doing the damn thing. Just, I mean, <laughs> What a crazy career. Nothing, monster. Yeah. And then you also had Bellator. You had Bellator on Friday night. Um and this, this light heavyweight tournament is the most exciting thing uh, in Bellator in a long time, I think. Um, it's, it's fantastic. 
I, 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 I'll say this, you know, going, look at, you know, Corey, Corey Anderson going in, you know, he fought, um, man off. They just, you know, fed a man off. He destroyed man off. Um, and then he also des- destroyed this other kid. Mm-hmm. Um, Yaga Shmurdoff. Absolutely destroyed him. Nemkov looked good against Phil Davis. You know, Phil Davis is a little older now. Um, I would say Corey Anderson is the favorite to win this thing. Uh, he's a night. If, you know, if, if Nemkov and uh, Corey, you know, if Nemkov wins his next fight, which would be the winner of AJ Anthony Johnson and Yoel Romero, um, you know, those guys could pose a problem for Nemkov, um, especially if Yoel were to use his wrestling. But, you know, if Nemkov were to get by that and meet Corey in the finals, Corey the absolute worst matchup for Nemkov. Uh, I do think, sorry, Bader, I do think Anderson beats uh, Bader. I have I have Anderson as my uh, as as my dark horse. I guess I don't know what the odds are. I don't know if there's even odds who's going to win the whole tur- tournament. But my money's on Corey Anderson, and I'm down thirty five hundred. I'm I'm still up overall. I've been balling lately on my bets. Um, and that was a listen. I was four whiskey doubles deep. Got off stage and just laid down some money on Ben Askren because mm-hmm. the hardcore in me wanted Ben, but obviously that didn't happen. Is, is there odds for the yeah. winner? Projected odds. Minus 500 against Machida. He's the 11-2 to, to win the tournament. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, if, if Corey's a dog, I'm definitely going to put some money on it. So Machida was 30-1, 30 30 to 1, so he's out. Keep going. Here, here's Corey. 10-1 to 1 to win the tournament. Oh, is he the favorite? Did I just say the obvious? <laughs> Keep going. Yagam Murdoff's out. Keep going. Nemkov. Nine. So he's the favorite five. to win. Which he's the champ, so that makes sense. Phil's out. Yep. Forget about him. Anthony Johnson. Seven to one. Seven to one. To win the whole thing? Guy hasn't fought in forever. And then you'll four. four oh, Yoel's the favorite. Four to one? Jesus. I guess I Yoel Corey odds. would be interesting if we were to get there. You know, thinking about Yoel cutting 85. Can he avoid the big punch of Anthony Johnson? Nemkov versus Yoel would be a fucking match, man. So set him as the third most likely to win the Grand Prix. How do these odds things work? Four to one. Four to so, one is, should be the favorite, right? I, I wish I knew how to read these. Let me see if it says it here. Because seven to one. Obviously not. Four to one. Four to one would make him the favorite, dude. Or well no, what was the Nemkov? Uh nine, I think. Yeah, nine nine to five. So he's the favorite to win the tournament. Okay. The biggest favorite to win the he's at nine to five odds. Yeah, so Nemkov's yeah, the favorite. Go. God, Corey beats him, man. I think Corey, you know, gets by Bader, gets in the championship. Nemkov has the a tougher road to get to the championship. Fighting the winner of AJ versus Yoel. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Fun times. Fun times, man. I t- but what's so strange to me, it just shows you, you know, how social media works. I can go anywhere. in even Naples, fucking average age is 65. Any restaurant I went to, 
talking to fans after the show, talking to people before the show, the wait staff, going to the coffee shop. Everybody and their mom was asking about Ben Askren and Jake Paul. Not one fucking iota of Whitaker, Kelvin Gaslin. Yeah. It's interesting, right? And, the, and then DraftKings said Ben Askren and Jake Paul was the most betted on fight this entire year. Wow. It just felt like a crazy huge event. Everyone was excited. You were excited. I was excited. I know. Everybody. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Does, does <laughs> Logan Paul Floyd have the same hype? Probably not, right? No, I don't know why. Like, well, why because, that? I mean. Oh, he, Logan also lost. Logan's, his, yeah. uh, he's, he's never won. Yeah. He has one draw, one loss. He's fighting the best boxer of all time. So it's a, I mean, those odds, I mean, can you imagine the odds? But you'll still tune in. Of course. That's not going to be a trailer product, though. Guarantee you that. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be a little more professional. Higher production. Higher production. Better commentating team. <laughs> Believe that. There you go. What else you got, Jen? Uh, there was actually a one championship event as well. Christian Lee. I'll just show you this finish if I have it here. <sighs> you know what? Let's skip that one. All right. Let's go to... Uh, that's Ben's post. Sorry, after. world. Yeah, not too many people are, you know, vibing with Jake to win this fight. Yeah. And ben then, will be all right. He made over a million dollars. And Nate Robinson also t- tweeted back. That's Welcome hilarious. to the club. Shout out to Nate Robinson. That's fucking the tweet of the century. So these are the figures that came out for the salaries. That's hilarious. Yep. So Jake and Ben, you know, the way their deal works is they get those guarantees there, mm-hmm. but they make all the money on the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Good. They're paying the guys, though. Steve Cunningham made 150 grand, dude. That Ivan Redcat, who's a legit boxer, 250 grand, they ain't getting that elsewhere. And Regis almost made a mill. I wonder if he'll get any of the pay-per-views. I doubt it. Just Jake and Ben. Is it usually the co-main and main or just main? Just use just main. Okay. Oh, there's like a comparison here too, though. This is stupid. For the weekends. It's so stupid. (sighs) Again, it's it's apples to oranges here. It's the market value, and they're not comparable. One, you know, these guys are salary. It's the market demand. The other is a bit of, again, it's celebrity, celebrity rehab with a fight production. So, the, the going rate, whether it's boxing, checkers, foot race, fucking, you know, whatever it is, the CrossFit tournament, that's the market value of what people will pay to watch Jake Paul do anything. His brother, Logan Paul, do anything. He, he can make this money doing anything, dude. He decided to do it fighting in boxing. That's what he decided to do. So, again, I don't know what, out, what outlet is this. TK Woe. But again, so again, you're you're comparing, you're putting that you are putting them in the same category. Saying, well, look how much Jake made compared to one of the greatest fighters on the planet, Robert Whitaker. It's market value in the space of entertainment. They're not they're apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. But you're again, you're creating this divisive, you know, the, the us versus them. You're looking at it wrong. Just looking at it wrong. Mm-hmm. Stupid. <laughs> All right, check this out. This is a uh, Jake Paul during the press conference said that he has early signs oh, of CTE. God damn it, Jake! How does your team not talk to you about this? 
I know he took, he retracted it immediately. Yes, because you're not going to get sanctioned exactly. by anyone to fight. I'm retracting my comments that made about CT really to me in my medical history. I should not have misspoken about. Yeah, dude, because you'll never get commissioned again to fight. You, you, you just can't. You have no, no, if you say, oh, I have CT, no commission is going to grant you access <laughs> to fight. It just shows you how young and naive he is about the fight game. You just, that's the stupidest thing he did all week, by far. For sure. By far. And then when also, I saw him like, ah, Papa, A, you don't have CT. B, when you say that going into the fight week, you, in the, for the future, these commissions can be like, no, he says he has brain damage. We can't sanction this. We don't want to be responsible for his, you know, <laughs> I don't know. health. And then plus, you know, you really can't diagnose CT until, you know, they're dead. Correct. Yeah. All right. Um, this also happened at the event. Tyron Woodley was in the locker room with Jake Paul and his team. Mm -hmm. And then some guy was watching the like gloves. Out. What's up? Watching the gloves. I'm not sure why he was I'm sure there. in boxing. So they doing, uh, they doing the UFC too. So, uh, representatives from the, the opposing fighter come and watch the gloves be wrapped to make sure there's no shenanigans. Mm. It kind of looked like they were doing that, though. So if you remember with Floyd and Manny, remember Floyd's uncle and dad were in there, and they're like, what the fuck, man? Like, this in the glove we approved of. So in boxing, they approve of the glove, the hand wraps. They watch it all. Yeah. All right, I'll play you this video first. Pretty long video. You want to watch it all? Or just yeah, keep going. What's wrong with his corner? Why is he? Why are they He's coming? He's talking at, shit. Like he actually said he would, he'd fuck him up. In boxing, yeah, yeah, that's why. I, but this ain't boxing, homeboy. That shit goes down in there. You can get fucked up by Woodley, man. Exactly. So 
DC saw that, and then he wrote this on his Twitter. I mean, the way this dude's talking to T. Wood makes me skin crawl. All these kids are going to get taught a lesson, I swear. I can't wait for it. J. J. Leon Love, you can't fight. Better respect dudes like Woodley before he puts his hands in you. He ain't Ben. Yeah, agree. Yeah, it's just the level, the 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 disrespect. That's a, Woodley's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Yeah. That was hard to watch, too. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. So you were mentioning how... Do- also, I've never heard of that guy. I know. That's the other. I problem. looked up his record too. What, I mean, what's going on? Oh, he, um, he lost his last two. He lost his last two. Knocked out. All right. Let me hold on. Let me see. Has he fought anybody? Twenty-four and three. Right, he's, not, he's not fighting nobody. The only name I recognize is David Benavides. Is who? David Benavides, the last yeah, guy that he lost. The guy that he knocked yeah. out by. I mean. Come on, dude. Um, just just be Jake Paul's fucking you know hype man and and, and get out, dude. Mm-hmm. We don't need that. Okay, so you're talking about De La Hoya's just kind of out there commentary because he's probably on everything. So Frank Mir just wrote this afterwards. It's, he was doing a lot during Frank Mir's fight. Oh, that's good. Get on Frank taking the high road, man. Yeah. So you're saying you should probably get help. Yeah. Com- yeah. Complete addiction. <laughs> Uh, your boy John Anik wrote this. Would like to see this Jake Paul cat fighting an active youth fighter with some, with some hands. I can think of hundreds. Paul was sitting there at minus 110 by TKO against a grappler coming off a recent hip replacement surgery. Love me some Ben Askren, but not all, but not at all his, his world. world. Yeah, but, but again, I, I, and I, I know the hate and I get all that, but dude, the, the, it's Jake's third fight, man. He only has three fights ever. And he fought a vet and Ben and fucking starched a man. I want to see Ben win too, but it just shit happens, man. He clarifies what he's saying right here, though. Where? Let's top. be clear. As an MMA fan, I'm not bitter, as some have suggested, but the more people who recognize that Ben Askin is not at all a good representation of even average MMA strategy, the better. Jake Paul was easy money. Where was this before the fight? John, you know I love you, dude. Where's this? Everyone's saying this now. Where was this energy going into the fight? Where was this? All these people talking this shit. You didn't have this same energy going into it. Now, oh, he, dude, he can't box. Oh, no, no, no. That, that wasn't anything. He can't box. You didn't have the same energy coming into the fight. Hindsight, it's fucking easy to say all this. You got to give Jake a little credit, man. It's his third fucking fight. Oh, I'd love to see him fight a guy who can actually strike. Okay. He's going to do it. It's his third fucking fight, man. I know. But we do all know that Ben is just... The striking is just terrible. It is. and But this is exactly who Jake should be fighting. This is how the game works. You fight guys that are good matchups. Ben was a great matchup for Jake. This is how it should go when a guy is an early prospect. It's his third fight. This (laughs) is how the fight game works. And then I bet you the next guy he fights probably has better hands. The next guy he fights has better hands. Next guy he fights has better hands. Next fight guy he fights is even better. That's how it's his third fight. He goes, oh, I'd look, fuck that, dude. I want to see him fight Tyson Fury. Keep the same energy. Jesus. I'm with you. The third fight thing. It's always weird how you, when you think about the fights, but then you're like, wait a minute. He's still in his barely, like, infancy right now. Super infant. Yeah. Okay. But everyone wants to throw him to the fucking Wolverines. Would you want Dylan Downs next, or what do you think? 
Uh, if I'm Jake's camp, I do Dylan Dennis. I don't give a fuck what, th- you know, these people are saying. Like, oh, he can't even fight. I'd go Dylan Dennis because he talks all that shit. be a big buildup. Um, or I'd go Mike Perry. Oh, yeah. And I, I, and I do think he's going to – Mike Perry would be a great step, whether it's his next fight or the, the fight after that, because Mike Perry is a dog, and he's not going to be easy to get out of there. But he knocks out Mike Perry. You guys are like, all right, well, fuck. Yep. You have to give him respect. All right. Did you see this coming? Diplo will be boxing a trailer. <laughs> you got a celebrity rehab. If I'm Diplo, dude, you're one of Why? the biggest DJs in the world, dude. Fucking connect your iPod and play the fucking playlist, dude. Why do you want to do this? This is just an ego thing, dude. You have more money than God, man. You're just bored as fuck, dude. And it's in June. It's like just around the corner. June 5th. Who's he fighting? No, they haven't haven't announced that yet. (laughs) It is exactly, this is 100% celebrity boxing. The entire thing's celebrity rehab. But again, there's a lane for it. If Diplo, if that's what you want to do with your life, I support it, go do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah crazy i can't believe they're doing it but i don't give a fuck more money i don't care <laughs> get paid dude and then they made this announcement on on the card evander holyfield versus kevin mcbride and kevin mcbride's card. the last guy to beat tyson yeah, correct yeah that's how he's known um all right okay again i hope all you guys make money it's celebrity rehab <laughs> okay so during the whitaker gasoline card during the weigh-ins Dracar Close was pushed by Steven. He did push Jeremy Stevens. The piss out of him. Jeremy Stevens, what are you doing though? So I'll just show you the push first. Dude, I feel Jeremy, you're too old for this, Papa. That was one of the best fights on the car. I know. Why push him though? So the official <sighs> diagnosis is brain concussion and sprain of the cervical neck. He pushed the fuck out of him, dude. Yeah. And it's out of nowhere too. It, I mean, after I was pushed by Jeremy at the UFC face-off, I immediately felt my hand go numb and neck tighten up. Sean Shelby and the UFC officials sent me to the PI to get worked on by the UFC PT staff for two hours. I spent the night eating, rehydrating, stretching, even saw the PT staff later that night. I woke up early this morning with a migraine, headache, nausea. Only thing that made me feel better was laying in the dark. That means you have a concussion. Mm-hmm. UFC got me medicine. I rest for a couple hours before getting up and vomiting. It means you have a concussion. It was at the point we called the UFC doctor and he made the decision to send me to the hospital. I'm sorry, everyone who's counting on this fight or what the fuck he said. Um, it's just, Jeremy, you, you, I mean, you, you went through all this camp and you did that bullshit. We don't need this, dude. You guys are both so talented. I don't need you to push him to sell the fight, man. Yeah. Especially that hard. And, it was just and this guy's not, you think, you, you think he's fake? Again, people are like, oh, he's fake and he didn't want the fight. Get the fuck out of here. What's wrong with people? <laughs> Let's give this savage the benefit of the doubt. He had to and also remember, remember this too. At that weigh-in, he is so dehydrated and so short on nutrients that I'm sure that fucked him up, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stupid. It's childish shit, man. It's stupid. Jeremy Stevens, you fucked yourself out of payday and getting back on one track. And that was a tough fight for Stevens too. That ain't a walk in the park. Nope. Yeah, not I love cool. when people question UFC fighters. It's my favorite thing. Shows you how stupid people are. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this guy's faking it. Oh, oh, you, oh, so you think you went through a 12-week camp and thought it was going to be an easy out to fake a concussion at weigh-ins? 
cutting all that weight, Come on, making it. Man, this guy's a fucking vet, yep. dude. Yeah, that was a bummer. Just um, stupid. Mm-hmm. Fucking Unless stupid. Why? Just stupid. Yeah. I mean, right. Jeremy Stevens, you know, he's not going to solve cancer. He's never know, been known as the smartest, you know, guy in the roster. But <gasps> yet he's older, man. You got you to get a. You t- you're better than this, Stevens. Yeah, unnecessary for sure. Stupid. Okay, this was a weird one. Eddie Alvarez saying that he's in serious talks to box Oscar De La Hoya when Oscar comes back. And Chael Sonnen had some like weird theory about this. Like, because Eddie Alvarez has Alvarez on his last name, they're going to sell it like he's fighting Canelo Alvarez. Like, people won't know. It'll just see like De La Hoya versus Alvarez. <laughs> Chael, that's stupid. <laughs> And you're better than that. And I know you want clicks on your video. Of course. That's all you're doing. That's a f- stupid fucking conspiracy theory, dude. Um, okay. Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, hopefully Eddie Alvarez gets fu- ma- makes bank on that. For sure. And, it, and what version of Delahoyer? You know how sad it's going to be to see Eddie Alvarez whoop Delahoyer's ass? You guys, I know we've seen Delahoyer in the stockings and, you know, high off his ass left and right. And, you know, his life is in complete fucking shambles. But, dude... When he was fighting the Golden Boy, he was so good. That's why this is such a shame. That's why this is celebrity rehab. Well, look at Oscar. And I will put money on Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, this is Oscar apparently. Apparently, that's his shape right now. All right, it's not too bad, right? Listen, when you do cocaine, you don't want to eat. I know. <laughs> there. I, all right. I didn't think he would be even in this good of shape. Mm-hmm. Cocaine, hell of a drug. Yes, it is. <laughs> His eyes were just like, oh my God. I mean, it was such a shit show. Yeah. Uh, Connor and Nate are back in the news. So For what? I'll show you here. This is Connor sort of calling out Usada and Jeff Nowitzki. Usada tells me right before this blood and urine. That's twice this week. I don't blame them. I'm an animal. What irks me, though, is there's never an announcement of athletes caught anymore. This means they can keep it quiet. Tainted supplement bullshit excuses are accepted. I'm kind of with Connor on this. When's the last time it's somebody got while. busted? It's been a while. I like a, like something big, even not yeah. disarm stuff. No, yeah, nothing. Oh, and you, oh, you, uh, you guys think nobody's taking anything? <laughs> I love that. Uh, at Jeff Nowitzki, aka the Golden Snitch. How come the pub- public isn't told about positive testing more? How after the Nate Diaz steroid debacle? Where he produced his own nutrition company's tainted multivitamin was instantly cleared prior to a mega money fight. Are we now in the dark on test results? And then, well, anyways, thanks for clearing that up for me, Jeff. The science makes perfect sense. Also, where's my USADA over 50 clean tests completed, Jack? Did I see everyone else get. I want to wipe my ass with it. <laughs> hey, Connor, answer every question thrown my way on this presser back in 2019. Ah, different time, Mr. Jeff. Here's the link. If you missed it, you have my number, and I know I'm always available to discuss one-on-one respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's on steroids. Steroid using Nate Diaz. <laughs> McGregor fast system. This is what steroids do to you. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh, roast. <laughs> and then you kind of put silly goose. That was pre-McGregor fast. McGregor fast created in the aftermath of that fight. Here's the image of the direct result of me following the McGregor fast program. Your face left like a bowl of leftover salsa. Now download download the app, you little juice head turkey. <laughs> Hilarious. McGregor Fast System. This was oh, uh, same, same thing. One. 
And then Diaz put uh, at Notorious MMA. So I brought McGregor's fast to life for you, and he didn't use it against my Mayweather, Khabib, oh, misspelled Khabib, whatever, Kebab or DP, Dustin Poirier. You're supposed to learn and grow in this game, Grasshopper, and not keep fucking up the same way like a rookie. <laughs> this is fantastic. Then they put, uh, I'm right up a Diaz condition system to show how it really done anyways and shit on this stupid-ass Gregor Fast bullshit. This dumb fuck just copies all my moves anyway, trying to get on a bike and swim and shit. <laughs> Bro, you know what the fuck you're doing? <laughs> Bro, you know what the fuck you're do. doing? They put Diaz slow, has a nice ring to it. Go get him, champ. <laughs> Oh uh, fuck! Yeah, that's pretty much it. They're hilarious. Yeah, it's like it's like ones they're they're having fun. They're not like talking no, shit. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's other. fun for sure. Yeah. I love. He goes, bro. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> it's so true. You're riding bikes and shit, trying to be like me. He goes, you're trying to get on a bike and swim and shit, bro. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's like they're homies. Uh, this is cool. We talked about this on Fighter the Kids. <laughs> Jan Blakovich uh, defend light heavyweight title against Glover Texture. God, what a come up story for Glover. I know. If he actually wins the title, that would be one he of the He can, insane. too. That's yeah. the thing. I think Polish uh, wins via KO, TKO, but he could. Mm. Okay. Uh, this is just a re- touching base again on what Dustin Poirier said to Notorious, to Conor McGregor, after you know he put oh, his face out paid, there. Yeah. yeah. So this is what he said. I'm very passionate about my charity. As you all know, I jumped the gun and took private matters between Connor and my foundation public. My mistake, we live, we learn. Spreading positive and doing good is my goal. I feel like I've brought a negative energy and personal opinions to do something I'm working so hard on that gives people a reason to cheer and smile. I'll take this in stride and continue to fight the good fight. New goal coming soon. It's a big one. Thank you all to who were involved. So what happened? So did Connor... He was just saying, dude, the money's coming. It just takes a while with all the shit I'm doing. They're saying, yeah, you, if it's that much money, you have to make sure everything's legit. Yeah, right? you got to know where it's going, everything. Yeah, yeah. kind of not the highest paid fighter of all time because he's stupid with his money. And his management team is really smart, too. Yeah, I, uh, they're beast. So since that happened, now it's back on. <laughs> it's official, too. Poirier McGregor 3. T-Mobile Poirier Arena McGregor fans. 3, official T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas with full crowd. Mm-hmm. This sold out in like they said seconds. fucking 30 seconds. I love it. The public's jonesing for real shit. Check this out. The Aaron Bronstead reported that the pre-sale tickets were anywhere from $300 to $10,000. Ooh. Love it. Yeah. All right. This is cool, too. Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunez. Good for Juliana Pena. For Two mamas going at it. Yeah. <clears throat> what's, what's interesting, this builds the narrative for our girl, Misha Tate, who's just on Fighting the Kids and on Food Truck, and we'll air that soon. Um, Misha's one of my favorites, but Misha and Julia Pena are you know, very close, training partners for years and years and years. So if Amanda were to get by Julia Pena, which I'm sure she's a huge favorite, mm-hmm. um, that sets up the Misha rematch. And that's, if Nunez wins that, then she's pretty much just, or keep making money. Yeah. There can't be too much left for Shevchenko yeah. again, even though she beat her twice. Okay, Aljamain Sterling, he got his next surgery. It looks like he'll be back August, September, or Are October. Are they stripping him of the title? Uh-uh. If it was probably if it was past this year, then maybe. But since he's going to be back this year. Uh, I'm not going to be out for nine months. I'm probably going to be fine around August, September, October. Damn, he let August, September, October, maybe <laughs> November. Could be December. Hopefully July. Yeah. February looks nice. I'm not sure what he says. 
Ugh, I hate hospitals. Ooh, he might be on some medication. Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully it goes well and he gets back in there. Yeah. I just, even with neck surgery, I just don't see him beating Peter Jan. Jan was killing. Yeah, Yeah. great. So Ali Abdelaziz says that Hamzat Shemaev had a procedure done. Didn't really say exactly what it was, but he had a procedure done, and now he's 100% healthy in training. Good for him, man. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, This is just a quick one. The BKFC guys are saying that Paige Van Zandt will return, I think, June or July this year, and also Wanderlei Silva's debut will be. God, who's fighting Wanderlei with bare knuckles? They didn't say who yet. They didn't Uh, say who Paige is fighting either? No. They said they're going to be really interesting matchups, but who knows? Sparked my interest, <laughs> bare knuckle. Um, Clarissa Shields, she's making her official debut in June God, 10th. what poor soul is going to find out what Clarissa Shields feels like when she hits you with four-ounce gloves I on? Know. What poor female signing up for this shit? They didn't announce that yet. Ooh, but... someone's about to get fucking starched. Yeah. I'm so crunk for her ascension into fucking MMA. Strikers, hopefully. Oh, somebody's going to knock the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so this is going back to the... She could be the biggest thing female fighting, man. If they could keep her with strikers. How much do you think the kicks will, will mess things up for her, too? Name the best kicker in her division. That's true. Somebody's getting <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Um, so Snoop Dogg and Jake Paul. Remember Dana White, like, uh, I think it was a hot box, and he said, like, if... Yeah, Jake he wanted Paul to bet him. Yeah, yeah, a million bucks. So they're both asking. I, uh, also, Snoop Dogg bet him $2 million, That's what he said. Ooh, he's trying to collect now. Yeah. I would da- Listen, sometimes you bet with your heart, man. Uh, <laughs> your brain told you that Jake was going to do it, but your heart, you know, if you're in the UFC world, you wanted your guy to win. I lost 3500 on it. That's probably me losing 3500 is probably the same as Dana losing $2 mil. Pay the man his money, Dana. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, a bunch of people called out Jake Paul afterwards. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Dylan Dennis, obviously. Tyron Woodley. Oh, Woodley did. Yeah, and even BJ Penn, unfortunately. BJ Penn did? He said he'll do it. He'll finish him in another round. Oh. Knock him out in a round. Hmm. Man, there's a bunch of, like, actual fighters coming after him now. Yeah, I mean, he, what he's doing is working. Like, we're even more interested in him and potentially Connor, right? If that ever came to be. It's so crazy. Isn't it crazy? He's smart. Yeah, it's And working. he's winning. And making truckload of money. Yeah. That's the plan. All righty. So now. I'm sure social media, he's just trolling everybody. That's what he does. Yeah. We have a few fights coming up. A few, dog. You got the one of the biggest pay-per-views, pay-per-views UFC 261 this fucking Saturday. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville, Florida, sold out in minutes. The rematch Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. You got Zhang, Zhang Wile, uh, Rose Namanunez. You got Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade, Uriah Hall, Chris Weidman, Anthony Smith, and Jimmy Crute. It is a frosty fucking pay-per-view. Take my goddamn money. I'll be watching The Green Room in Austin, Texas. I'm in Austin this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, two shows every night. We just added a late show because all the other shows are sold out. We added a late show Thursday night, 10 p.m. 
the Volcon Gas Company. I think it's right off 6th Street in the heart of Austin, Texas. I am so goddamn excited. We'll have special guests there. My crew will be there. We have some dope Thick Boy merch is going to be there. I am so excited to get to Austin, Texas. We will have the fight on for me in the green room. But uh, go back to the pay-per-view, Chen. Mm-hmm. I am crunk for this uh, matchup, man. I will have my uh, special parlay for you guys, uh, my relationship with DraftKings. They always ask me to give a special Brendan parlay. If I'm just going based off my head, I think I picked Kamaru Usman, Zhang Weili, which is a dicey one. Zhang Weili, Kamaru Usman, and I'm pretty sure I picked Uriah Hall for the uh the promotion where it ups the and boosts the odds if those three win you make bank man so about 100 probably win i don't know, three to 400 on that but they all three have to win the only one you know let's get into it so the only one i'm, I'm, I'm a little unsure of is zang Wele versus uh rose yeah. because when i look at the more i and i watched rose her last fight when i watched Wele versus um joanna young young jen check Wele does get hit. She does get hit. And she, for me, where she's going to struggle with Rose is in those early rounds. Stylistically, Rose is a nightmare of a matchup for, for Zhang. Um, she's a really bad matchup for her. But th- there's there's something about, you know, I don't know what version of Rose we're going to get. She had time off, right? Stuff like that. She had those silly comments mm. about, you know, Zhang you know, being a communist and, you know, in China, even though she can't decide where she lives. Um, I, this, this might take away from Rose in her comments. I think she's young. Uh, she, again, her, her reference was a documentary. I don't think she knows too much about it, even though her family uh, suffered from, you know, oppression and stuff like that come where she came from. I, I, you know, anytime someone goes, Oh, watch this documentary. I mean, you don't do any really research or knowledge or, or reading on the situation. You don't really understand the level of magnitude that people are dealing with, especially in China, especially in, out of all the places, especially in China. You're assuming Weilei believes what her government officials believe, and you have no evidence or no ground to stand on uh, when it comes to Zhang Weilei. I'm, I bet you Zhang won't even comment on it because she can't. I bet if she gave her real feelings, she'd probably go missing in China. And I think Rose being young and honestly stupid about the situation, saying those comments just doesn't realize the magnitude of what the entire, you know, uh, entire existence of China consists of when it comes to those topics. Um, I'm sure she'll learn. She doubled down on it, which you're like, all right, well, stupid really is as stupid does. You she know, really answered either. she just doesn't. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. She just doesn't. She just doesn't. On this, I would agree. Yeah. She just doesn't. You have no idea what the Chinese people deal with. You have no clue, man. And if you did, you probably wouldn't make those comments. That being said, um, Rose is a perfect matchup for Zhang Wheelie, but there, there's something about me that just. I Weili is such a fucking savage. I it, although you know Rose and her footwork, and I would say Rose probably a better mixed martial artist when it comes to striking, and she has been champion before. Um, even that being said, I I, I do think Weili somehow gets it done. But part of me wants to pick Rose, and obviously have a personal relationship with her, and you know came up in Denver together, and Pat Barry was a training partner, her husband, and coach and trevor whitman stuff like that and 
I should pick Rose, but there's there's something about the comets turn me off, and then also there's something special about uh, Zang. There's something really special. I, I can't I can't put my finger on it. But when you break it down, you know, stylistically, Rose should win this fight. But I have I have Zang win in it. When I think about it, just in my head, it pops up like Zang being able to take all her punches and kicks, mm-hmm. and then Rose somehow getting a submission. But then Zang is so strong that she might just slam her out of it. Like Jessica Andrade did to Rose. Exactly. There's that. And then, yeah. And then, you know, obviously MMA math doesn't work. But if you look at the struggles Wele had with Yeon Juncek, and you look at what Rose did to Yeon Juncek twice, like, well, Rose kind of handled her. It's fun. So I I think the MMA heads, and she is a dog, so it's not a bad bet on Rose. But. I, something I don't know. I'm gravitating towards Zang. I'm gravitating, and she is in my parlay. Which usually, if it's up in the air, I really don't throw them in that parlay. But there's just something about it. I don't know what it is. There's just something about Whaley. I think gets it done. Yeah, we'll see. Great fucking fight. Uh, in the main event, Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. I just uh, you know on WhatsApp, which the episode five is available now, if you want to watch it, the biggest Masvidal fan of all time gets on there and me and him debate, you know, how this can go any different. If you're a Masvidal fan, you're going, well, now you had 12 weeks trained for it, you know, not six days. And, and, and I get that. I get that. I guess I just, if I had to look who's gotten better since their last match, it'd be Kamar Usman. I, I think he gets better every fight. He's the most dominating champion we have in the UFC. I'll say it again. He's the most dominating champ we have in the UFC. Who's better? Go. Who is more dominant than Kamara Usman as far as defending his title? Go. I'll wait for it. I'm ready. Who? No one's more dominant than Kamara Usman. So I just feel like he's getting better. His striking's getting better. The one caveat there is his last fight against Gilbert Burns, who everyone, their mom, thought Gilbert was a bad matchup for him. I did not partake in that conversation. I thought this was going to be a walk in the park for Kamara Usman. Um, you know, and he ended up dominating, but he did struggle in that first round. He did get clipped. He he was on you know Sixth Street uh, in that first round. So if I'm Hori Mazadal, and I said this on uh, What's Up with Brendan Schaub with the big Mazadal fan, if I'm Mazadal's coach, you ain't winning decision. They ain't having. You ain't taking them down. You're gonna get taken down. We got to get them out of there. So balls of the wall in those first you know one two minutes of each round. We got to go full out because you're gonna get taken down. Um, you know, so unless Masvidal can pull off one of those flying knees, catch him, you know, early on, you're, you're going to get a very similar fight. I don't see that going very much different. And I love Masvidal. Um, and then Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. She, this is another one I want to put in the parlay, but I didn't. But if you're looking for a dog that could potentially get it done, it'd be Jessica Andrade. I think she's a plus four or 500. You know, when, when, when you look at, you know, Shevchenko, you look at her last fight, maybe she just didn't get up for the fight. Maybe she's bored because she's that dominant. Jessica Andrade is a fucking dog, man. And it's, again, if you want to make money, the only way you really make money, good money, they're safe money, but the only way to make good money is betting on these dogs. Jessica Andrade ain't a bad dog. If you want to go to DraftKings, I think she is plus 300. Plus 300. So that means you put 100 down, you win 300. Put a grand down, you win three grand. Hollow. That ain't bad money. Um, and then you have uh, Uriah Hall versus Chris Weidman. You know, they, they fought years ago. Years ago. Years ago, they tried. You want to read from a book? Yeah. Um, 
Look that up on YouTube. Funniest clip you ever fucking see. Uh, you know, with Uriah Hall, I just feel his con- Uriah Hall's biggest thing, and anyone who's trained with him, I've trained with him. In the training room, he's so fucking talented. He's such a nightmare. His takedown defense is amazing. His combinations are amazing. His leg kicks, his cardio. The one thing that fucks Uriah Hall is his mental. The, the, the mental state that he's in going to fight says everything for Uriah Hall. Listen, he beat a guy in uh, fucking Musasi. Some people thinks, you know, the best on the planet, no matter what division he's in. So, you know, he did beat him. You know, Chris Weidman, you know, it's been a tough road for Chris. You know, he's getting older. I just see Chris getting knocked out. See Chris getting knocked out. And, Chris, you know, back in the day, these two fought on a local, I think, New York, New Jersey uh, uh, circuit, and uh, Chris Wyman mopped the floor with him. I think it's Uriah Hall's time now. If he's in the right state of mind, Uriah Hall has all the talent to make a run for the title. Really does. I'm telling you, man. If that, if I, I don't know how the fuck you do it. I don't know if you need to get with, you know, Gary V or some shit. But if he can get that mental game right, I'm telling you, the guy has all the talent to make a real fucking run at the at the title. You tell me you wouldn't want to see Uriah Hall versus Izzy? Oh my god, that's a fucking cool fight. Jesus, that's a fun fight. Uh, then they kick off the main card with Anthony Smith, Jimmy Crute. Tough fight for Anthony Smith. I'll leave it at that. Tough fight for Anthony Smith. Great card, though, man. Shout out to Brendan Allen. Great name. He's on there as well. Here's a real quick one. Uh, there's a one that's happening this Wednesday, I think. And then John Lineker's back. Lineker. Remember John Lineker? That, yeah, small monster. dude that kills yeah. me. There you go. That's on one championship? Yep. And cool. look who else is in there. Preliminaries. Our boy, John Way Parr. Oh, shit. Versus Nicky Holston. Oh, shit. shit. Nicky Holston's a fucking savage. He's older. They're both older cats. Oh, John Wayne Parr. Good luck, brother. I love John Wayne yeah. Parr. Remember you bet him in Australia? Yeah, he's awesome. Me? That's my guy, man. That's my fucking guy. Rooting hard for John Wayne Parr. Nikki Holston used to be a fucking savage. Do yourself a favor, man. If you're a, a fan, which is a casual fan, uh, YouTube Nikki Holston. It'll make your he day. He was a killer for sure. Oh, he's fun to watch. Okay. We missed one thing. Tia Fimo announced his fight on Triller, June. Tia Fimo's fighting in June? Yep. Who's he fighting? Uh, can you look that up? I forget feet. the guy's name. That's it, not good. They announced it before the co-main. I thought it was so weird. They announced it before Bieber went on? Yeah, before Doja Cat. Oh, I love Doja Cat. George Campbell. She's from the Valley, too, dog. But I think it's so weird because you keep saying Triller's like a celebrity rehab boxing match, but they're actually having a legit title fight. They're having Timo Fimo on there. Uh, yeah, I know Timo Fimo's making... Damn, that guy's pretty big. Um, I know Timo Fimo is making good money on this too, dude. Get paid, mm-hmm. get paid. Knock this cat out. We have a food truck with Timo Fimo and his dad dropping right before that fight, and you know, food truck's my baby, man. Food truck I created. It's probably my favorite show to do. It's a Calvo con- conversation. There hasn't been a guest that's been able to kind of take the reins and make it their show. Timo Fimo's dad did that. And um, you'll see it. It's a very interesting food truck because his dad, uh, at one point I felt bad for Teofimo because me and him couldn't talk. His dad was doing all the talking. It's very, it's, I remember. A, it's a fun episode. It's fun. It's, get ready. It's the Teofimo's dad show. Brendan and Teo don't do much. His dad takes that bitch over. It was just me asking his dad questions at one point. Interesting. 
then finally me and Timo, Teofimo, you know, the dad had to like do a call to the mom or some shit. So me and him got to sit down and eat and talk like normal dudes. But his dad is a tidal wave and he's so interesting. It's a fun one. Get, a, get ready for a lot of his dad though. But oh. that drops as well. And this week, uh, the food truck with, I think we're dropping the one with uh, Sean, O'Malley. Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean. Again, another interesting one. Sugar Sean, one of my favorite guys on the planet. One of the biggest, brightest stars on the planet. Sugar Sean was too high for this food truck. <laughs> we did eat ice cream, though. And his uh, coach judged us. Whatever. That's it, man. That was a fun one. God, it's good to be in the sports game. It's good to be in the fight game, man. Things are cracking. Speaking of cracking, uh, Austin, Texas. I cannot wait. Volcon Gas Company. My boys will be there. Special guests will be there. Jay Shab will be there. We got new Thick Boy merch will be there. We got my boy Peter filming this bad bitch. Um, I'm just excited, man. I'm so excited. Austin, Texas, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Two shows Friday. Two shows Thursday. Two shows Saturday. We add a late show to Thursday, 10 p.m. We're right off 6th Street. Come and get it, doggy. This Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Austin, Texas, Volcon Gas Company Theater. Never played there before. I've heard great things. Um, I'm excited, man. And then just announced too, it's not on the schedule yet, but Kentucky. I think it's May 6th through the 8th. I'm in Kentucky. I'm going to drink all the whiskey mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and do stand up hammered. But uh, I will be in Kentucky. That will be up soon. So, Kentucky, get your fucking minds right. I'm going to have a Jared Lorenz jersey on because he's the original thick boy. Rest in peace, my man. Rest in gravy, dog. Um, but then the next list is Houston, Texas, May 20th through 22nd, Houston, Texas, May 20th through 22nd, then Oklahoma city at the Bricktown comedy club. I was the first comic there ever. So it holds a special place in my heart. That's June 10th through June 12th. Summer's popping. It's a thick boy fucking summer, man. Let's ride Austin. See this week. Tickets to F a T K Z.com. Enjoy the fights, man. Enjoy the fights. Stay thick. Stay safe. Love you guys. I'm out.